I am a loving father and in my image I made you all. In my image I made you all and out of my love I have pronounced my judgment that I will save your whole spirit, your whole soul and your body unto me. For you are mine and you are ordained as mine. You are my chosen generation and you are ordained as mine. Out of my love and my judgment, I have pronounced that I will save you entirely. There is no part, just like there is no part of me, of the Trinity, that is left out and doing haphazardly. Everything within you, your whole spirit, your whole soul, your whole body will be one. It will be saved as one. Just as how your spirit is seated with Christ in the heavenly places. You will not just sit in the heavenly places with Christ, but you will sit with him on the throne of his father. I am loving, I am loving, and out of my judgment, I have pronounced that your whole spirit, your whole soul, your whole body will be saved. For this is my wisdom. This is my wisdom. This is the wisdom that is from on high. This is the wisdom that is first pure. This is the wisdom of salvation. This is the wisdom of salvation for Christ. Christ is made unto you wisdom, and he is the power of God, and in him, in him, in him is salvation, in him is salvation, in him is the way, in him is the way, in him is the way, this is my wisdom, this is my wisdom, for this wisdom
wisdom is a stumbling block to many. This wisdom is a stumbling to many. It's a rock of offense to many. But in him, in him is the way. In him is the way. In him is the path. In him is the way. In him is the path. In him is the way. In him is the fulfillment of prophecy. In him is the fulfillment of prophecy. Says the Lord God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. For in his wisdom is judgment. For in his wisdom is judgment. For in his wisdom is judgment. And I'm impacting that wisdom for you to determine and to now place a sense of value on what matters most. For I am beginning to change what values and what matters to you. I am beginning to change your sight to be able to discern what really matters. For there are many things, it says, many things, they are lawful. There are things that are lawful, but there are things that are expedient. I'm impacting you the wisdom to discern and to know that which to change your sense of value and to change your sense of judgment my wisdom is coming to you my wisdom is coming for you to change your judgment to change what you place value on i am changing values i'm changing values i'm changing values i'm changing your sight i'm changing your sight for wisdom is coming for wisdom wisdom from above my wisdom my wisdom the wisdom of salvation the wisdom of salvation is coming to change your sense of value to change what you place value on to change what you place value on my wisdom is coming my wisdom my wisdom my wisdom oh brother heaven thank you Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we bless your holy name this morning. We give you all the glory and all the praise. Thank you. Thank you for your, your presence with us this morning. Father, we ask this morning for all of your help and all of your voice to come and and fellowship with us yes. today Amen. father we want to fellowship with your voice we want to fellowship with your words we want to hear you speak to our souls to bring comfort to bring light to bring restoration and healing Amen. to bring salvation Amen. father we bless you thank you for your spirit which is present here which by us Thank you, Lord. 
Say hi, just praise God and thank you. Amen, amen. I so say thank you to everyone who's joining us online. God bless you. Uh, we pray you'll be blessed this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Our Father, we love you. We love you. We love you. We are here because we love you. Because we do as you have, as you have quickened our hearts. We are responding to you in love. We are here. Because we love your, your table, because we love your words, we love your name, Father. Lord, I ask that you will come and fellowship with us as a loved Father this morning. Just come and hide nothing from us, keep nothing from us, and enlarge and open up your bowels, open up your heart, Lord, so we can commune with you. Thank you, our Father. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. First Corinthians chapter chapter one. If you just say Amen. Amen. Praise God. Uh, I will just read from. I read from. Uh, let's see. Oh, thank you. I read from verse one. It says, "Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God." And sustains our brother unto the church of God which is at Corinth to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus called to be saints with all that is in every place call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord both theirs and ours grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given you by Jesus Christ that in everything ye are enriched by him in all utterance and in all knowledge. Praise God. Even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you so that ye come behind in no gift, waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall also confirm you unto the end, amen, that ye be, may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. And God is faithful, praise God, by whom you are called unto the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Hey, praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Um, verse verse 5 or verse 4. He said, I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given you by Jesus Christ that in everything ye are enriched by him in all utterance and in all knowledge, praise God, and in everything you are enriched by him in all utterance and in all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you. Now, there is the, the testimony of Christ, praise God, which was what? Confirmed in you. So... So, of course, we know the testimony of Christ is a portion of the New Testament. Right? It's not the Old Testament. There is more than Christ in the, in the New Testament. But um, at this point, there began to be a confirmation of the testimony. That word confirmation means something that has been verified in you. It has, in other words, it has brought forth some form of result. Amen. And so that testimony, and because what brought that to be is as a result of enrichment in all utterance. That word, all utterance and knowledge, I don't think it means all the utterance and knowledge. I mean in, in, all, the, in all the need. So there's the, for, to satisfy every need for utterance at every point, there is always a provision 
or of riches. Praise God. Amen. Because if they are coming to all utterance and knowledge, there's no need to write to them. Praise God. They finished everything. You don't write epistle to somebody who has come into all utterance and knowledge. Praise God. So, so that word here, that they are enriched, it means they are being enriched with all the provisions. Praise God. Of utterance and all what? All knowledge. And even as the testimony of Christ, and that's so, there's now been confirmation of the portions of the testimony uh, that has to do with Christ. Praise God. Uh, was confirmed in them um, so that you come behind in no gift waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this word no gift here um, is, is not just the gifts of the Spirit. You can put the gifts of the Spirit in there. Praise God. It's, the gifts of the Spirit is a portion of the gifts from above to men. It's actually the first the first measure of gifts that you begin to receive. Praise God. After that, you begin you receive coming to other gifts that are operational in the realm of Christ. And they are also gifts that are operational in the realm of God. And so these are all gifts. Praise God. And, and so because of abundance of enrichment that's been given to these people, they, they should come behind in no gift. Praise God. And, and, they are come, and they are waiting for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ happens, it will bring forth another level of confirmation. You know, the first thing he said that was confirmed in them was the, the testimony of who? Christ. But that testimony of Christ is not the end of, of what the riches wants to deliver to the soul. Praise God. There is there's further confirmation, but there's what he calls confirmation unto the end. In verse 8, praise God. That word confirmation that you will produce fruit or produce result. Now, gift, the purpose of gift is to aid in fruit bearing. Is to The reason why they give gifts is to facilitate or to bring forth the, 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 the bearing of fruit. Amen. Amen. So that bearing of fruit, fruit is what they confirm mm. in his soul. Yeah. Praise God. The, even though the gift might be given, but you need the gifts to be able to, to, be, to operate in you, praise God, Amen. for to bring forth all the fruit which should be confirmed within his soul. Praise God. Amen. So he said, who shall also confirm you unto the end? And explaining that confirmation, how do you know when a soul has reached the end is that the soul becomes blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Now, this day of our Lord Jesus Christ is when he's coming, when the second coming, praise God, in the first coming, he came as Christ. The second coming is coming as God. Right? He's not coming back again as the Messiah. He already came as the Messiah. Praise the Lord. So that's, he has the first coming. Then there's another, the second coming. Or the season of his second coming um, is coming actually for, to reap the fruit, the precious fruit 
of the earth. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so that those fruit, fruit which shall be reaped by him are fruits that have been confirmed hmm. unto the end. Mm-hmm. Amen. That Amen. end is talking about the end of their development. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Now in verse 9 it says, God is faithful by whom we are called. Are you seeing that? God is faithful by whom we are called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Praise God. Are you seeing what, what, they, what they called you into? They called you into the fellowship of where? Of his son. We are called into the fellowship of his son. Amen. Amen. To become fellows of his son. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You have been called to become what? Fellows. To become fellows. And now that being who we are to become fellows of, which is of course our Lord Jesus Christ, um, is in verse 30. Let's go back, go down to verse 30. Verse 30. It says that um, but of him, amen, of him, uh, for of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness, praise God, and sanctification, and then what? And redemption. Those tongues this morning, according to the interpretation, are speaking about the the is a is like the voice of salvation, right? Calling out, praise God, and 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 bringing forth. Uh, um, um, it's it's echoing the path and the and the journey into salvation. Praise God, which has become open to us. Amen. And so there is a call in the spirit to every soul um, who is a pilgrim, every soul who is a pilgrim in the spirit, who is a journeyer in the spirit, to begin to make, um, to begin to look forward into salvation. Amen. Amen. To begin to look and to begin to interpret the path with a hope of salvation in, on the inside. Of them, amen. amen. Uh, verse 30 here says, But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, um, who of God. So, first, Christ of God, Christ of God. So, Christ, the reason you are of him because he is of God, so you can be made right unto him. Because he is made of God. Right? Because you can be made of him. Because he is made of God. Praise God. You, so Christ is made of God. He is made, praise God, of God. Now, of him are ye. Now, what, what you become made of him is what he has been made of God. It's the same thing. He has, what he has been made of God is what you become made of him. Praise God. Um, but because everything that he has been made of God, that, and who they are speaking of here is Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus. 
Praise God. So, Christ Jesus was made of God. First, wisdom. Praise God. He was made wisdom. Then he was made righteousness. Then he was made sanctification. Then finally, he was made redemption. Praise the Lord. He was made wisdom. He was made righteousness. Then he was made sanctification. Then he was made what? He was made redemption. Are you saying say made? Made wisdom. Made righteousness. Made sanctification. And then finally made what? Made redemption. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. So every person who is being made of Christ must be made, must come into all these different portions, different portions of Christ. So when you see a Christ, a Christ first is wisdom. You can see a Christ that is a stature of wisdom. Then you see from a stature of wisdom, that wisdom is the, is the gateway, is the principal thing. The whole principle means first. Wisdom is the first thing. Everything else that lay, everything else that pertains to stature, spiritual stature, that is laid in the spirit in a man is laid upon wisdom. Praise the Lord. Because wisdom is the principal thing. Amen. Amen. So, so of him you made wisdom. Then you see a soul. You can see a, a wise, a Christ that's not yet righteous. Praise God. Hallelujah. You can see what? A wise Christ that is not yet righteous. Because the, the purpose of wisdom is to bring righteousness. Yes. Nobody can access righteousness without wisdom. The materials that form righteousness are wisdom accessed. It takes wisdom of the spirit. Pray, or it, not just wisdom of the Holy Ghost, amen. It's also a stature of wisdom that positions a soul where they constantly can fetch the, the resource of righteousness. Amen. amen. So, so it's hard for souls to, to take righteousness, to find righteousness, and to be established in righteousness without a stature of wisdom. Already been having been developed on the inside of that soul. Are you seeing that? So when they are speaking of confirmation, confirmation of the 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 in them of the testimony of Christ, it's even as it was confirmed in you. So you see that that confirmation, uh, you have to now break him down. And then begin to cite different levels of stature in Christ that ought to be confirmed within a man. Praise God. That ought to be what? Confirmed. And then, you see, those confirmations are in levels. Praise God. And then the the confirmation can, can get to the end. Praise God. And so the end of confirmation, confirmation, is redemption. Mm-hmm. The end of confirmation is what? Redemption. Is, is redemption. And so that's the last thing that they confirm in, in the person. Praise God. Amen. Amen. 
Um, so, so it says, of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who is made unto us, was wisdom, and then what? Righteousness. So you see, a soul can be a wise Christ, but is not yet a righteous Christ. That means righteousness has not been formed. Then you can see a righteous Christ that is not yet sanctified. It it can be a righteous Christ. Are you seeing that? That has not yet that is not yet sanctified. That point of sanctification of Christ is is a very very important level. Because that is the point of inheritance. That's the, that's the marker defined, that the Lord defined to Paul. I said, it's inheritance among them that have been sanctified by faith. That word, sanctified by faith, is, that faith is righteousness. It's the, it's the, they've been sanctified by the righteousness that is in me. You know, from Romans chapter 1, you know that, right? From faith to faith. What's, what does what faith to faith do? He's talking about the... Faith to faith has to be the evolution of righteousness, the increase of righteousness, the abounding of righteousness. Praise the Lord. So, so, so them that have been sanctified by faith are the ones who obtain inheritance according to Acts chapter what, 26. Praise the Lord. So, so there is a marker of sanctification. Then there is now a further marker called redemption. Redemption. Praise God. Hallelujah. Say redemption. redemption. Now, what is redemption? Redemption is when, is, is when there has been a full partaking of blood. Redemption is when there has been a what? A full partaking. He has redeemed them by thy blood. Praise God. Unto a God. He has redeemed them and then has made them kings and priests unto our God. So, redemption is by his blood. Redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins. Where is that? Ephesians? Sorry, Colossians. Colossians chapter 1. Let's see that. Colossians chapter 1. Sorry? Ephesians 2, right? Well, let's see Colossians 1. Because Colossians speaks about the inheritance. For, for the same inheritance. Praise God. Let's see Colossians chapter 1, verse 11. Or let's go, go all the way back to verse 9. It says, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, Colossians 1, verse 9, do not cease to pray for you, to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom, and spiritual understanding. So he's talking about the feeling of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. And so that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work. Are you seeing that? So that word, every good work, and then increasing in the knowledge of God. Amen. Amen. So if you ask me, what are the good works? There are those levels the first good work is you see that wisdom is opens you into you know those are all works stature of wisdom is a work stature of righteousness that's a work that's also a good work stature of what sanctification is a good work then you see stature of redemption 
is the greatest work that there is. Praise the Lord. So, so in all these works, they say every, every, every a soul ought to be fruitful in every of those works. A soul must be fruitful in every work. And the, and the reason, and what begins fruitfulness is the feeling with the spirit, with the spirit, with the, with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Praise God. Hallelujah. So wisdom, wisdom opens up the world of works. Wisdom exposes the soul, makes the soul, opens up the soul, positions the soul for works to be done in the soul. For spiritual works to be done in the soul. Amen. So, and so wisdom, and then you now see, I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. So increasing in knowledge. Praise God. You know, in that First um, Corinthians chapter 1, he spoke about... Um, amen. amen. Praise God. He says that in everything, verse 2, verse 5, sorry. Corinthians 1, verse 5, that in everything ye are enriched by him in all utterance. Praise God. And in what? In all utterance and in all knowledge. So, knowledge... Is, I said, no, utterance is the beginning of the spectrum of development. Right? Then knowledge is the end of the spectrum. Now, when, when you say the spirit of wisdom and revelation, one of the ways the spirit of wisdom and revelation manifests is utterance. Right? Do you agree? It's utterance. The spirit of wisdom and revelation, it's, it, I said, what did I say utterance? What is, when we explain utterance a little bit, that utterance is the, is the vocal expression of prophetic content, right? Vocal expression of prophecy. So what is prophecy? It's prophecy is things pertaining to God, which, and which is not readily available to men. Praise God. Which is kept by the Spirit. Is kept by the Spirit that I had not seen, nor as ear heard. Now as he entered into the heart of any man, what those things which God has prepared for them that love him. Praise God. But those things are revealed by the Spirit. So anything that, is, that, is, that has to do with natures of God that is kept by the Spirit is what you call prophecy. Amen. Amen. So when they say the testimony of Christ be... That to be confirmed in you. All they are talking about is the is the confirmation of prophetic materials, mm. right? You know the the testimony constitute prophetic materials, mm. right? Is the the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That what just means that what is inside Jesus is actually the, is what constitute the prophetic. World, what the pro- the prophecy is all about is what Jesus, what they packaged. You see, they, they use the word Jesus there, because whenever you use the word Jesus, you are encompassing Christ and God. Yes, yeah, yeah. That word Jesus means a lot. At the name, when they say at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. So that name Jesus. So of course. It's not that J E S U S. It's talking about when they say in the name of Jesus, it means the name which the man called Jesus has. 
So there is there is a man, a man. There's a man in then when you look at all the men, all the creatures, all the spirits that God brought forth, there's one of them. All the billions and billions of men that have passed the shores of time that have existed, there's one called Jesus. That man called Jesus, he obtained a name. Are, are you seeing that? He's a man. Jesus is a man. A man. Say a man. Amen. Amen. So, Jesus is a unique man out of all men. Mm. Praise God. So, that word Jesus is an identifier. Mm. So, you cannot be Jesus. You can be Christ. <laughs> you can be Son of God. Mm. Are you seeing that? Are you, all those things. You can be all those. You can be priest and all that. <laughs> but one thing you can never be is Jesus. Yes. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you understand that? Because... Jesus now identifies the particular person. That's how you, you identify that particular person. Praise God. You can see somebody who is a Christ, but when you check their Christ, their Christ, you can check the, their Christ walk. You might check that it might not be a complete Christ. Or it might not be it all, it might not contain all the fruit. Praise God. You might not you, might, you can have a Christ that has not yet been confirmed to the end. It means he doesn't bear all the names, he doesn't have all the development. Praise the Lord. But he's a Christ. When you check this this is also a Christ in the spirit. Praise God. But so so the when any time they want to compare or make reference to the full complete standard, they have to now bring in the man who in who if you check his own. You know, this, what is in there, what Jesus had, is the fullness of everything. Do you understand that? So that just, that's why they use the word Jesus. Praise God. At the name of Jesus, God has so exalted him and given him a name as above every other name. That at the mention of that name, every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that he is Lord of, in heaven and everywhere. Praise the Lord. Amen. So that name Jesus. So when you say that the testimony of Jesus... Then you see in the book of Revelation, the revelation of Jesus Christ is also talking about that man, which God gave unto him. So, so the, the spirit of prophecy, the testimony of Jesus, is the spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus. I, I think I, if I can explain that verse from the way it's landing in my heart. He's saying that the testimony of Jesus completely embodies the fully embodies fully constitutes the spirit of prophecy does that make sense so that if so the full the, the fullness the full con, 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 content of the spirit of prophecy is the testimony that you find in that man called Jesus. Everything he has is what constitutes the spirit of prophecy. Praise the Lord. So, so, so that spirit, that testimony is what they used to measure. So when they speak, say that you, you have the testimony of Christ in, in, in sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, it says, Even as the testimony of Christ was what? Con confirmed 
in you. Then verse 7, so you come behind in no gift, waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then when he comes, he also shall confirm you unto the end, so that you may be blameless in the day of who? Of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Does that make sense to us? Hey, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. So you see why they were saying in verse 30 that of whom are ye? In Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us everything, wisdom and righteousness, and then what? Sanctification. And then finally, what? Redemption. Now, that word redemption has a lot inside redemption. Redemption is the final thing. Inside redemption, in Christ, where, where, God, where God sits in Christ is in redemption. If you go into sanctification, you won't find God in sanctification. Anything God, you see that boundary when you're moving from sanctification into redemption. That is when you are moving into the divine realm, the divine arena of, of Christ is hidden in redemption. Praise God. Praise God. One of the things that happened in that redemption is, in that word of redemption, that word signifies the full remissions of sins. Right, the full remission of sin. Let's go back quickly to that Colossians, so we can read it from there. The book of Colossians, Amen. Um, the, the, today might be just seem a little bit more technical. I hope that's fine. Praise God. In uh, the book of Colossians, so let's continue reading. So, so that ye might walk worthy of the Lord, unto all pleasing. Being fruitful in every good work and increasing. So as you are being fruitful in every good work, you are increasing in the knowledge. So that word knowledge is your, is your stature, is your upward development, right? So as to so the tie increasing upward, right, in knowledge to fruitfulness in every good work. Are you seeing that? We should bring fruitful in what? Every good work. And what are those good works? In Ephesians chapter 2, speaks about them. It says that um, we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which it was God had before ordained that we should what? Walk in them. Which God had before unto workmanship created unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should do what working in them. Right. So is so you are created in Christ unto good works. So the purpose of new creation is to fulfill all the works, these good works. So ought to become fruitful in every good work, and in doing so, you increase in the knowledge. 
of God. Praise the Lord. And what does that increase constitute? It constitutes strengthening, according to verse 11, being strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness, praise God, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Praise God. Who had delivered us from the power of darkness and then had translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even what? Even the forgiveness of sins, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the what? The forgiveness of sins. You see that same thing in Ephesians. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. Just you can put your hand there in Colossians. But let's go back to Ephesians. Praise God. Verse 5. Oh, thank you. Um, it says, Having predestinated us unto adoption of children, praise God, by Jesus Christ to himself. You're seeing that, that word there. Having predestinated us unto adoption by of children, praise God, by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, unto the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption, through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. How? According to the riches of his grace. Now, of course, this riches of his grace is what they reference in, in, in First Corinthians chapter 1. Do you remember it? What does it say? First Corinthians chapter 1. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, say it, say it. For the grace of God, okay. I thank my God always concerning you, the yes. grace of God, uh-huh. was given to you by Christ Jesus, that okay. you may be enriched in everything. That you may be, by grace, right? Yeah. You should be enriched, right, in everything. And here he's saying that you, you have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, how? According to the riches of his grace. Are you seeing? According to the riches of his grace, according to your enrichment by his grace, that's how you, then you have redemption through his blood. Does that make sense? You have redemption through his, okay, I want to, let's go back to Colossians. Amen. Please listen very attentively, okay? We are in a, we are in a classroom, right? We are in a lab, laboratory right now. Praise God. So we are going to be doing cross-referencing. And, and then there's a deep truth that I trust will break out Amen. as we are seeing these verses. Praise God. Um, you go back to Colossians chapter 1. Um, so we are inside Paul's university. right? This is Paul's New Testament university. So what he's teaching here is the apostolic spirit on Paul that, we, that he used to, to write these things down. And the Holy Ghost 
you will just help us to find, to trace them this morning and see key things that, are, that has been spoken of. Praise God. So, so now let's see um, in verse, verse 13, right? It says, Who had delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, colon, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin, the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood. Praise God. In whom we have redemption, right? Through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Now, this word kingdom here is not kingdom of God. It's kingdom of God, but it's talking about a dimension of the kingdom of God. The, this dimension of the kingdom of God is where the, the world is another entrance. When a soul has entered the kingdom, praise God. You know, when you enter the kingdom, when you, when, when you are even in right, once you move from wisdom into righteousness, you've entered the kingdom. I don't know if you believe that. The entrance, if you look at that, what Christ had, of, of him are ye in Christ Jesus who's made unto us wisdom. When you, are, when you look at at what point does entrance into the kingdom happen, is when stature, when you are moving into righteousness. Entrance into righteousness is when you're entering into the kingdom. Because kingdom of God is righteousness first, peace, and then joy in the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. So, so the first one you're entering into righteousness, you are entering that's your entrance into the kingdom. Mm. But someone who's entered in the kingdom, you journey. There's another, there's a door somewhere in the kingdom that is calling the kingdom of his dear son. It is almost like a kingdom inside the kingdom. Mm. Why they call it a kingdom is that it is a there's a, when you get to that realm, there's a separation of dominion. The dominion there becomes completely divine. Praise God. It's not just at that point, it's not just, you know, the kingdom of God, the, what we call the kingdom generally, is also, is heavenly in general. Right? So that's why the, Jesus, when he's in his teaching, will interchange it kingdom of God versus kingdom of heaven, kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God. So when you enter into righteousness, you are moving into the heavenly realms of the kingdom. But inside the kingdom, there are the divine realms, which has to do with divine dominion. Praise God. And, and that, that thing sits in redemption. In the book of Revelation, that's what they were talking about here, there. See, and has redeemed us by thine own blood. Let's read, read that. So it's another, it's a, you, you find in the kingdom, when you journey to a point, you now begin to see another dominion expression. Another dominion expression inside the kingdom. Let's see, um, Revelation. Chapter 
Okay, let's see. Revelation 5, verse 9. If you're there, say amen. amen. Praise God. Revelation 5, verse 9. It says, and they song a new song. This is after the book was opened, right, and all that. They song a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain, right, and hast redeemed us on us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and then what? And nation. Out of every kindred and tongue. So there's something key that happens here. Out of kindred, tongue and people. You know, you know when someone is entering into what you call the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God, you've not fully been redeemed from your, your kindred, your tongue, your people, your, your nation. The, the place is that you see that corridor mm. of sanctification mm. is where they begin the process mm. of doing that. Mm. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's where they begin what? Yes. The process of doing that. And it's in it's in graduation. Mm. Praise God. Hallelujah. So out of every out of every kindred and tongue, but you've redeemed us by the blood. So so in when redemption has been done. You no longer find different kindred and tongue and people and nation because the blood has been as operated. Mm. Are you, because you see this kindred, tongue, people and nation, they are, they are divisions in souls of men. They are, to, to be honest, they are actually earthly divisions. They are distribution, how God distributed souls on the earth. They are not heavenly. They are distributions of earthly nature. So when it comes to redemption, this redemption is delivering man from his manliness. The, the framing the things that has, been, has made men so... Diff, so <laughs> praise God. The, and these things are, that God initially did it. On the earth for, to to preserve as a buffer to preserve men from destruction. That's the reason for distribution into kindred and tongue and, and people and nation. But when you are, you want to now prepare men for eternal salvation, you don't need that that earthly demarcation of tribes and all. There is a spiritual tribal demarcation which happens in salvation, which is present in salvation, but it's not according to the tribes of the earth. Amen. So, Amen. so one of the purpose of, of redemption by unto God. See that word, redeem, redeemed us unto God. Mm-hmm. Redeemed us is from man, our human manly estate, mm-hmm. unto God. And how do you do it? It's in that blood. Through the blood, then there's redemption out of every kindred. Are you seeing that? Yes. Now, when this occurs, is a transition into the kingdom of his dear son. It is moving into, you are already, you've already entered the kingdom of heaven, but now they need to, you need to now begin to make approach into the, what the, what's the real kingdom of God. So that's the portion of the kingdom that has full divine dominion expression. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
and she has made us unto our God kings. Do you see? Had made us unto our God kings. Now, these are people who are already in the kingdom, but they have. You can be a king in the kingdom, but you're not yet a king unto our God. This king unto our God is high. And then this priest unto our God is not really priesthood, it's high priesthood. Because a priest is not a, is not a priest unto God. He doesn't really, a priest doesn't really serve God directly. He's a high priest who really serves God. Are you seeing that? So, this making of kings and priests unto our God is talking about your, a, a higher priesthood that is tied to a higher kingship or a higher dominion. Are, are you seeing that? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. A higher kingship, it is after, is according to God's own. So, this is talking about reigning by the divine nature. You know, there is a reigning by the divine power. It's different. It's a reign in the kingdom. It's a reign of Christ. Praise God. It's a reign of Christ. It's a reign. Anybody who is, anybody who is in God's kingdom is a king. Do you agree? <laughs> Do you know that anybody who is, a, who, has a right, who is righteous is a king? You have a reign. Righteousness involves reigning. Any bit of righteousness you have is a reigning capacity. You're reigning at a level with every righteousness that you have. So you can never find anybody in God's kingdom who is not a king at a level. Do you see that? But that, you know, dominion has to do with it. When you say reign, reigning is reigning in reigning in life. They that have received the gift, the abundance of grace that we will be looking at. And then the gift of righteousness. The gift of righteousness is lower than the gift of redemption. Or the gift of salvation. The gift of redemption or the gift of salvation is a higher gift. It's the highest gift. Do you see that? So that word gift... So, when they say that you, you come behind in no gift, there are different levels of yeah. gifts. But they say that you should not come behind in anyone. So, the highest gift is actually the gift of salvation. Praise the Lord. But there is the gift, abundance of grace, and there is a gift of righteousness. And what would, it will cause those people to reign in life through the one. Christ Jesus. Amen. Say reigning in life. life. Do you know you can reign in life? That's one level. Then there's reigning in eternal life. Or reigning in abundant life. It's also a higher reign. So those who, that word reign in life, for you to reign, it means you are reigning by a dominion. So that reigning in life is the reign which which righteousness gives to a soul. Reigning. Praise God. Hallelujah. To reign in life is reigning by righteousness. Mm. 
you are reigning in life, reigning in living, reigning in life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Then after that, there are, there's a higher gift. That very gift of God called eternal life. It also is also is also there's also a dominion, a particular kind of dominion attached to it. It is very clear. So what I'm showing you now is another birth in the kingdom, birth. There's a birth to enter the kingdom. Then but there's another birth in inside the kingdom. And that birth in the kingdom is blood. Right? It's not water and spirit. It's, it's, it's the blood birth. Are you seeing that blood birth in the kingdom? It's the birth that makes a soul transition into divine divinity, into divine reigning or the divine kingdom. Now, you see that kingdom, that divine kingdom, they cannot call it the kingdom of his dear son. Right, because that kingdom, God by himself cannot give you divinity. God will not. It is of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made. So anybody who will come into the divine kingdom must have, it must it has, it has, that kingdom must have been made manifest. It means the entrance must have been found through the door of his son. Through the door of his son. Am I making sense? Sorry, is it too technical what I'm saying? Are we able to pick it up? Are you seeing what I'm saying? I'm seeing, okay. Are you picking it up? Are you picking what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, that, you see that entrance? That's what, uh, that song, the entrance of the, uh, you gain through the song. Mm. The entrance you gain through the window is Christ. Mm. Who is the song we're talking about now? In Christ, there is his sonship dimension. Mm-hmm. There is a sonship dimension of Christ. The purpose of that world of the sonship dimension is to give birth to you again. Even though you are in the kingdom, you need to become born again, again in the kingdom. You need to come into the kingdom of his dear son. So, and that is the portion that has to do with... So when you're talking about redemption mm-hmm. through his blood, they redeemed you from every kingdom, every, every kindred. That word kindred is like kingdom. Mm. Right? Every tongue, every nation, every people. And he redeems you unto God. So the one who redeems unto God is the son mm. of God. The son of God. Amen. Amen. The Son, the Son, 
of God, the Son of God. Say the Son of God. The Son of God. So in Christ, there is, Paul referred to that, this realm I'm talking about, as another world of fellowship. Amen. Okay, let's go back and then I want to read the verses we read before. Mm-hmm. Let's read them again. So let's start, let's start with this Ephesians 1. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. Let's read it. You see, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Hold on. Hold on. Amen. Let's see the book of Romans. Put your hand in Ephesians. Let's see the book of Romans. Romans chapter chapter 8. Praise God. Uh, sorry, I might load us with scriptures. Hope that's okay. Romans chapter 8. Read from... Let's read from verse 29. Romans 8 verse 29. It says, For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son. Now, normally you should say, ah, uh-uh, but the purpose of our, our destination is not to be conformed to God. Mm-hmm. You should have said that to be conformed to the image of God. You hardly see the Bible speak up, speak like that. It's very, very hard to see that. You see, to, that you might be, become God or that you might, amen, until God is formed in you. <laughs> So there's a, way the, there's a way the New Testament presents God. There's a way they present him. Because if there's a way if he's presented wrongly, men will, will lose the way. Men will just lose the way. Men will just... <laughs> you get, so that God has a way. So the, so the New Testament presents the way. When they, there's a way they talk about God. But they don't talk about him outside the way. To him, the the I I I've read the they carefully avoid he, speaking about God outside the yeah. the way yeah. to him. Yes. You see, many places they will say Christ and God. Even when they don't yeah. need to add Christ, they will put Christ, yeah. Sha, yeah. God. When they, and when they, when they mention God, they must also add is the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Right, so there's something that they always tie him to the way, because if you are talking about God, you don't talk about the way. You are, you, there's no point in what you are saying. Praise God. There's a way. So, so that way is how he's brought. How, how his entrance, the access to him, is made manifest to his soul. So, so here you see. Instead of just saying that you should be transformed to the, into the image of God, which we know really is what they want to do. But the way he put it is that for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, 
that he might be the firstborn among many what? Among many brethren. Praise God. Now, so you just read that. Let's read Ephesians. Now, Ephesians chapter 1 again. To be conformed. So those who he predestinated, predestinated, who he foreknew, he has predestinated them to be conformed to the image of his son. Then Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4, he says, that according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy without blame before him in love. Right? Before him in love. That word, before him in love. That love is a positioning in the spirit. When you say in love, is a realm in the spirit. If you know where that realm in love begins from. The word the realm in love starts from charity and moves into God. Uh, do you get that? That word in love. Now, so when they say in love, in love, that realm of love is another kingdom. Yes, sir. Yes. Is and that's where the the transition into another kingdom. So now there's there, there is a I think there's a translation that went into the, the, the real, the meaning of that um, Colossians chapter 1. Praise God. Amen. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. I read a place where they said that instead of his dear son, he's translated us into the kingdom of the son of his love. Yes, that's that dear son. That's the what the, the meaning of that yes. dear son. Yeah. He has translated us into the kingdom of the son of his love. The kingdom of the son of his love. Praise God. So the son of his love. Right? Are you seeing me? Now, Jesus, that's why the Bible is very, very, without help, we will just mess up everything. Amen. Now, was Jesus not, at different levels, was he not his son? He was a son at a level. But at Jordan, Jesus was not yet this thing called son of his love. He was also his son. Praise God. Amen. And he was a son who God loves. True. God does not have any son who he doesn't love. <laughs> Are you understanding me? <laughs> so when I'm saying son of his love, I'm not saying, ah, the son, see, we hate. Even when in Jordan, he called him, he's not beloved son or something? <laughs> he always called him beloved. This is my beloved son. Right? Any son means stature. Any stature who God, that God produces, he, must, he loves it. But this one is talking about a, a particular dimension of praise God. Mm-hmm. Even at Jordan, uh, did I say that Jesus had not come into this place? I, I think it's possible. It's hard to see all these things, but it's possible that Jesus was already here. I think it's most likely. I don't think he would have started ministry without being in this place. Yes. But but then when you go to, let's say, 12, yeah. when it was age 12, mm-hmm. I don't think he was here. Mm-hmm. 
mm. even though I told you he was still his son. Mm. I probably not be about my father's business. Mm. He has already begun that conversation. He has already seen God as his father, and he was already a son of God at a level. Are you getting me? But when God began to refer to him as beloved, beloved, it doesn't mean God did not love him at 12 or whatever age he was. You know what I mean? But that son is a son of his love. It's a son that has grown, right, into the, the, the dimension where God's own loves, God's love begins. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So here, verse 5, it says, Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children, right? So, unto the adoption. So before he said predestined, those who are he foreknew, he has predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Here he's saying, he has predestined us to the adoption of children by Jesus Christ, by Jesus Christ, but to what? Himself. By Jesus Christ, but to Himself. So the way He adopts to Himself is by Jesus Christ. Means you must pass through that Jesus Christ, who is also a son. Now, that passage through Jesus Christ is to, is to extend something that makes you a candidate. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, adoption is tied with something. There are two things that adoption, I mean, that adoption to God, when God adopts as, or brings you into a son, into a, to make you a son, is there's something tied to adoption? It's called the redemption, or or part of redemption is called the forgiveness of sins. That covenant forgiveness of sins is forgiving of sins through His blood. The forgiveness of sins through how many of you believe that the water deals with sins? But how many of you know that the water alone cannot bring redemption yes. of a soul? Do you agree with me? Just the water cannot bring a redemption of a soul. There is what you call the redemption. It must happen through his blood. And in the redemption through his blood, there is also a process of the forgiveness of sins. Right? In verse 7, in whom we have redemption through his blood, and the what? The forgiveness of sins. Praise God. And that is tied to, re, to what? Amen. In Colossians, let's see Colossians. Back to Colossians. Verse 12, chapter 1, verse 12. It says, Giving thanks unto the Father which had made us meet to be partakers of inheritance of the saints in light, who had delivered us from the power of darkness and had translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, right? In whom? So in that son, 
And you see that colon there is telling you why do you need to be translate you to, why does he need to translate you into the kingdom of his son? Is because in that son there is a provision. The provision is whom in whom we have redemption. So the translation into the kingdom of his dear son in Colossians one verse thirteen is the same thing as the adoption in Ephesians one verse five. At the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself. The Ephesians 1 verse 5 is the same thing as Colossians 1 verse 13. Amen. And of course, Ephesians 1 verse 7 is the same thing as Colossians 1 verse 14. Do you see that? Yes, now, in, are you seeing those two? Mm-hmm. Right? Then you see, just to prove to you what I said before about conforming to the image of his son, in Romans chapter 8, he has predestined us to be conformed to the image of his son. Mm-hmm. See, that image of his son, that son now, right? Not just Jesus, not just Christ who is righteous. That thing he calls son. In verse 15, they say, He is the image of the invisible God. Now, listen to that, what they are telling you. They're not just saying here, Ah, God is an. They could have used any other thing about God here. You could have said, Who is the image of the great God? Who is the image of the righteous God? Who is the image of the mighty God? They could have said anything about God. That word, invisible God, is an explanation. That the reason why. You cannot just come into the kingdom of God. It's because he is an invisible God. Right? They have to introduce someone who is the image of him. Are you seeing why Paul said in Romans 8 to be conformed to the image of his son? Are you seeing? Because, so what is the purpose of that son? Is to is to bring the to bring the essence of divinity to him, to men in a way he can be accessed, right? Which otherwise will not be accessed because of the invisibility of it. So this is, this is, let me tell you, a man who is Christ, just Christ alone, who hasn't entered into the kingdom of the dear son, cannot see God. To such a Christ at that level, God is invisible. But to such a Christ, he can see a Christ or a man that has embodied God. Or a man who, who is the image of God. Image means essence transferred. Stature transferred. Or transposited. Transposed. It's the same image. But we we can bring that image into a vessel or into a person that man can have access to. 
So when you are learning Christ, you, sh- you learn Christ to a point where you begin to learn God in Christ. Yes. You learn Christ. I'm, uh, this is the great breakthrough to me, at least. That to show how, you see that great gulf between man and God. There's a place where a passage has been laid. Where man can transition in, in, in understanding, in knowing, in judgment, into God's judgment. It is a birth that occurs in Christ. Praise God. Hallelujah. So when you walk worthy of the Lord, which is Christ, mm. then you walk worthy of Him unto all pleasing, mm. then at that point, you will say you've been fruitful in every good work, and you now begin to increase in the knowledge of God. It's possible for a man to begin to increase. In the knowledge of God. There's an arena in Christ where you begin to increase in the knowledge, in the knowledge of God. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even what? The forgive. Who is the image of the invisible God? And they now said the firstborn of what is the meaning of firstborn of every creature? The firstborn of every creature. 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 The image of the invisible God, the firstborn. Time is gone. Let's go to Romans so we can can round up. Amen. The firstborn of every Creature. Father, we thank you. So, so you see, what we're talking about here is, is when you are in Christ, when you are in Christ, there is till a, you are in Christ, you are joining in Christ, there's a further birth that they want to bring the soul into. Amen. Amen. And that birth, every birth ushers the soul into a fellowship. You become a fellow of that world. And that of fellowship is what you call brotherhood. When you see the word brethren, 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 those brethren are people who are come into the kingdom of his dear son. Who has it's not everybody who's Christ who has come in, who has come into that brotherhood. But those who have come into that brotherhood are those who have come into the kingdom of his dear son. Amen. Amen. Now in let's read First Corinthians, sorry, quickly, before we go to Romans. Verse eight says, Who shall First Corinthians one verse eight, who shall also confirm you 
unto the end that ye may be blameless in the day of the Lord Jesus Christ, that God is faithful by whom ye were called. By ye were called. That word called, you find it also in Romans 8. Those who were predestined, he called. Then those who he called, he did what? He justified. Those who were justified, he did what? He glorified. So, so what they are called is unto something. Is unto the fellowship of his son. See, the fellowship, fellowship. of his son. The fellowship of his son. We are called into the fellowship. The fellowship. So, in Christ's world, there is now a place where the soul would journey, where he breaks into the fellowship of the Son. The, the fellowship of the Son happens in the realm of dominion of that Son or the Son of his love. The, it's called the fellowship, praise God, of, of the Son. In Romans chapter 8, Read verse, um, maybe we can read from verse 13. Say, For if you live but after the flesh, what will happen? Mm-hmm. But if you through the Spirit do mortify, that would put to death the deeds of the body. Now, this person who has put to death the deeds of the body is not just an ordinary person. No. It's not, this is not talking about somebody who has learned how to disobey the body. That's one level. But he's talking to somebody who has put to death the deeds of the body. They have put to death the deeds of the body. Amen. Amen. He has put to death the what? The The deeds of the body. Now, Somebody for someone to have to put to death the deeds of the body, they, it, 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 it's, it's, it's talking about a very high p- achievement mm-hmm. of the soul mm-hmm. in salvation. Mm-hmm. It is a height of achievement, attainment of the soul in salvation mm-hmm. that put to death the deeds of the body. Where he's not just resisting them, ignoring them, warring against them, fighting against them, disobeying them, but you can actually put that is, is what he call to wit the redemption of the body. So even though they are speaking about the body, the reason why they're talking about the body is they are trying to represent the height of soul attainment. It takes high soul attainment to put to death deeds 
of the body. So that so the, the, the term that is redemption. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God. So this was Spirit of God. It's not just Holy Spirit. It's not leading of the Spirit. Are, are you seeing what they are talking about here? This is co- those who have come into the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God. The, those who have become sons of God, who, are, who have been led by the Spirit of God, are those who have put to death the deeds of the body. How did they do that? In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin. That word for is remission of sins. It's the operation of the blood, praise God, that does this putting to death of the deeds of the body. Praise God. For as many. Are you getting me? Are you understanding this? Put to death. Say put to death. death. I do know that this put to death doesn't really have much to do too much. To do with just physical body. You know what I'm talking about? What they say is that what what body has been framed to do. In your soul, you can put them to death. By a high stature of salvation. Well, and what, when you say if you put something to death, it means that you have separated yourself so far from it, it is no longer alive to you. Are you getting me? Is that you, you are, you've left its vicinity, you've left the vicinity of its call. Hey, let's go do this. You, you've gone so far. You can't hear it anymore. Yeah. Yes, sir. So to you, it has been put to dead. What is different between the living and the dead is that when you call the dead, it doesn't answer. Yeah. And the dead does not call you. It doesn't play with you. It doesn't speak to you. There is no stimulation between you and the dead. Yeah. So when you say you put it to death, so the deeds of the body can be put to death, but there is a high level of salvation or what you call redemption. Yes, You know all those redeemed from our tribes, our people, those things are, they have deeds. Each of those tribes, nation, all of those things, where, that we have been redeemed us, we have redeemed us to God. Right? Out of every kindred, out of every nation, out of every people. Praise, am I correct? So all those things, there are deeds around that those nations, those tribes, and all those things are tied to. And men who are, have not been redeemed from them, you, have not, you will not be redeemed from the deeds of the body. Praise God. So as many as are led by the, the Spirit of God, then that they are the sons of God. Amen. Amen. Verse 15. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption. So this one, this spirit they call the spirit of God. You can also term it the spirit of adoption. That word, it means the spirit of becoming a son. 
is the spirit of entrance. Is the spirit that carries the blood. You know, the first breath is the water and spirit. The next one is blood and spirit. Is the spirit that administers the blood of redemption. It's called the spirit of adoption. By which, whereby we cry, Abba. Now, this crying of Abba, it's the, Abba is the language of the fellowship of the Son. Because that fellowship of the Son is, John calls it the fellowship with the Father and the Son. So, it is the fellowship. When I say fellowship, it means this kind of fellowship the Son has. But, when you say who are who is he fellowshipping? What is the who are the participants or who are the parties in the fellowship of the son? When you break into that fellowship, also, who are you fellowshipping? Of course, you fellowship with, Amen. You you fellowship with the with your brethren who are in that world also. Praise God! But there is a fellowship with. God also. It's, John calls it too. He calls it fellowship one with another. In the book of First John. Let's quickly read First John. I'm sorry, we'll come back to Romans 8 where we'll round up. But let's go to First John. First John chapter chapter 1. Are we there? Praise God. Okay, let's read verse 2. It says, For the life was manifested, right? And we have seen it from verse 1, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, our hands have handled of the word of life, right? For the, the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. The life was manifested, and we have seen it. And bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. Amen? Amen. And that which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Verse 7, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. Do you see that? And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all what? So there's what you call cleansing from all sin. 
is a kind of cleansing that the, the water cannot do. It will cleanse some kind of sins, but to cleanse from all sin. Now, verse 8 now say, okay, if at this point you are saying you have no sin, why would someone say they have no sin? Because maybe they've been under the blue water. Right? And they've, amen, they've also been under, they've been under the water, praise God, but they've not come under the, the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, which cleanseth from all sin. So, so if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us, but if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin, and then to cleanse us from what? All all right, unrighteousness. Praise God. Am I, am I saying something? Amen. Praise God. So this, the fellowship, there's a, there's a fellowship of the Son. The, the fellowship of the Son. Now, this fellowship... The fellowship of the Son is a fellowship you, you move into in Christ. Am I correct? When you move into that realm, as you're, you're breaking in there, it's also the, it is also the opening up of a love world. It's a love world in Christ that gets opened up to the soul as the soul journeys. And that love is the love that is the love of is the love of his dear son right is the love that is shared in the kingdom of the son of his love or the kingdom of his dear son now that love is when you see the father, this communion is with the father and with the son the conversation of that fellowship is a kind of love. The fellowship of the Son is a kind of love that is shared between the Father. John calls it the manner of love. The Father has given unto us that we should be called the sons of God. Amen. So, Sonship of God is it, it is it, sonship of God the world of sonship of God is a, is a world of another love is that love is a different manner in third, first John chapter 3 can we quickly just read it first John chapter 3 how many of us want, are interested in the fellowship of the Son? Yes, okay. Thank you. Verse 3. Praise God. Yes. Behold what manner of love the Father hath what? Has bestowed upon us that we should be called what? The sons of God. So the being called the sons of God 
It has to do with the bestowing yes, yes. of this of this manner of love. When the the, uh, the be, what's the meaning of bestow? Mm-hmm. Can you find out the meaning of bestow? bestow. Has bestowed. That one is also a, is giving is a gift. Yes, mm-hmm. To present as a gift. To present as a gift. Mm-hmm. Right. To put in a particular or appropriate place. What manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called that we should be called the sons of God. The world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Then verse two Behold now are we the sons of God. So I mean in this realm now, right? So these people must have been Christians for a long time. But when they move into this, when they've been bestowed this love, then now are we the sons of God. We might have been Christ at measures, but now, having been bestowed this love, now are we the sons of God. And it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him, and every man that had this hope in him purified himself. Every man that had this hope. So it means every man that has the hope, that has not yet come into this, this has not yet been bestowed upon you. But if you have the hope for this, you must purify yourself, even as he is pure. You must purify yourself, even as he is pure. Uh, am, I, am I making sense? Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's go, just go down a little bit and read a little. Amen. He says, if you go home, please just read the rest of this third John, first John 3, okay? Just read it down. There's a lot about what we'll be talking about that you will find here. Praise God. He says, He that committed sin is of the devil. Verse 8, For the devil sinned from the beginning. For this, for this purpose is the Son of God was made manifest, so that he might destroy what? The works of the devil. For whosoever is born of God does not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. It's very, very clear. He's not talking about being born again. How many of us here are born again? How many of us commit sin? So this is not talking about being born. And neither is this talking about being born of the water and of the spirit either. Because when you, those who he said that he who says is a, is a, he doesn't have any, is a liar. Those guys have, have been born of the water and of the spirit too. 
But what they have not yet received is the redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. That is our cleansing from all sins. So people who have been cleansed from all sins, according to chapter 1, are those which sinneth not here. They, they do not, not commit sin. For God's seed, that's God's very own seed, remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. And said, in this thing, that's how they know the children of God. This is how you separate children of God from children of who? Of the devil. Amen. These children of the devil are those who also have been born of the devil. <laughs> Whosoever doth not... You know, I don't know if you know the devil gives birth to... You know the devil is also a worker. Mm-hmm. And the higher you go with him, the more sophisticated his work. Isaac might not even be able to see his work. Yeah. Now, can you tell me, those people who are coming and are lying, that, who, those who lie, that there's no sin in them, who John called their liars, yeah. this, but they have sin, where is the sin being generated from? Every sin is generated from a walk. The way righteousness is generated from walks in men. Sin, the, the sin, so that the, the operation of the blood, right? When it's dealing with how does the blood cleanse from all sin and pot, is by the, the blood has enough sight. It can travel to the walks that have been done from where sins flow from. And it can dismantle those walks in a man. Amen. So, it is for that purpose the Son of God was manifested. So that he might destroy the works of the devil. And says, whosoever is born of God does not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him. And he cannot sin. Why? Because he is born. So, have you ever, have you ever heard, ah, there will be a time where you cannot sin, or where you will not sin. It's not, you now understand at what point that will happen. That will happen when you journey in Christ, when you've broken into the fellowship of the Son, when you have become redeemed fully by His blood. You get to a point where you cannot sin anymore because you have been born of God. Because you have been born of God. Praise, praise the Lord. So those people who have been born of God, they have another spirit. It's by the spirit of adoption, according to Romans chapter 8. And that spirit makes them cry, Abba. Abba, Father. Why? Because the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Then if children then hears, hears of God. And then joined hairs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be glorified with him. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not quite to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed. This place, we've read many of these things as when you just got born again and all that. That's not, I, I'm not saying that this place cannot be instructive for that season, no. You know how the Holy Ghost uses the scripture. But really, really, the doctrine here, they are talking about the doctrine of souls being born. Of God. Someone who just got born, got born again, you can't cry, Abba, Father. You don't really know God as your Father. That means not a trivial thing. It, it's touch Like Jesus. Jesus will not just start calling Jesus his Father, God his Father, anyhow. 
It started and makes him begin to do that. The way he began to relate with the Father. Amen. And, and, and John makes it clear that that realm is a realm of a fellowship. It's a particular realm. Say, and truly, our fellowship, this fellowship which we've, we've had this word manifested to us, we are now writing to you for, he said, is to bring you so you also can have fellowship. Before, you didn't have this fellowship with us, or you don't have this fellowship. But we are now bringing it to you, ministering to you, so you can have this fellowship. And it, truly, this fellowship is with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. So we can share in that fellowship. So, so this crying Abba, right, it's not people who got born again. Mm-hmm. When you say, oh, you know, we've said it is the Spirit of God witnesses with your spirit that you are children of God. <laughs> that thing is, is, taught, is later through development that this becoming these children of God really happens. Then that will also make you a heir of God, a joint heir with Christ. Praise God. Amen. Thank you. Just the last verse. We saw a little bit of the expectation of creature. I think it was it last times, last week. Right? And then we now saw that not every creature has the expectation of adoption. But what the creatures have is they are waiting for the manifestation of who? Of the sons of God. But we which have the first fruits of the Spirit, verse 28, even we ourselves groan, say groan, within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit, which is the redemption of our body. Praise God. How many of us are waiting for this adoption? We are longing for this adoption. We are hungry and we are thirsty and we are groaning within ourselves for this adoption. Amen. It's upon us. It's not too far away. Praise God. It's not too far. Some of us might think, ah, this message, man, is this is a faraway message today. But it's not too far away, praise God, of coming into the fellowship of the Son, that, that world of fellowship, that realm of fellowship. And as they begin to declare to us about that fellowship, about that love, are you seeing the word love? Love. Amen. Amen. Love. If you want to know how will you get there, love is the road to there. The love. The love is the road. The love. Love is the way that you will, you will, you will use to access it. Amen. Amen. Thank God for the spirit of adoption. That spirit of adoption is the one who, who will declare the things of that will bring us into that, our soul, make us to grow and increase and increase and increase in our soul until we begin to experience access into this fellowship. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Are there any questions before we pray? No questions? Okay. Let's just begin to bless God and thank Him for His word today.
mestori halabas tu prehesh tu fina. Mantali kalia lubes tu pro neviam tu prehesh tu suria. Ori kamazus te prehesh. Thank you, Father. Glory to your name. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our Father, we just bless you today. We give you all the praise and all the glory. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for speaking to us and for sharing about this hope, this expectation. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to us about your salvation, about um, your desire to bring us to the end, to bring about wrought redemption within our soul. Our Father, we believe, we trust you, we are still trusting you, we first trusted you, and through our, tr- our first trust, you were able to give us a down payment at earnest. But we also still trust in you that you will bring forth redemption of our soul. Father, we thank you. We ask, Lord, for a release of grace. You know, grace will bring all these things about. Also, Father, for everything where grace needs to be imputed and applied within our soul. Lord, I ask, let there be such an abundance of grace. Thank you, our Father. I give, I pray, Lord, let there be further light, shed light more by your Spirit upon this word, upon this message. I pray, make every heart who has heard it, these words be catalysts for depth of encounters to deliver the essence of these things. Thank you, my Father. I give all the glory to your name. Worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim.